Welcome to The Unfiltered Map. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created the show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we're talking about retreating when life gets hard. Charmaine shares that sometimes it might feel easier to figure out on our own rather than rely on others to support us, that we tend to wait until everything is burning down before we ask the ones we love to help. Why is it so easy for us to turn inward rather than ask for support? We weren't ever meant to go through this life alone, so why do we do this to ourselves? If you're someone who finds yourself retreating when things get hard, this episode is for you. Oh, we also go a little off topic finding ourselves talking about friendship again. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and this week we are talking about retreating when we need support the most and using being busy as an excuse. And before we jumped on here, we were kind of talking about that, uh, what happens when things are going on in our life or we get in quotations, too busy. (laughs) And we use that as an excuse, not, I guess we use it as an excuse to retreat or like when you are retreating, I don't know how you guys feel about this, when you just want to go inward and, or something external is happening and you don't want to share it with anyone or you don't know what to do or what to say. And people are like, Oh, what's going on? Or I haven't heard from you. You're like, Oh, I'm busy. But really like you have some emotional things going on. (laughs) Um, I can speak from personal experience right now. I have a situation happening in my life that's just consuming me. And even though I have all of these practices, like I have, I've done a lot of work on myself and I still have so much more work to do and a lifetime of work to do, but none of those techniques or none of those things seem to be working. And what I notice the most about myself when I'm experiencing those things, I go completely inward. Like people are like, are you okay? I haven't heard from you. Or I, I haven't posted on Instagram. Like I've fallen off the face of the earth when it comes to that, because I am so consumed with the situation that I'm dealing with. And I find myself retreating from everybody. Like I would rather like right now I'm obviously in Alaska. So I'm like, I'll just go on a hike or I'll do this or I'll go somewhere. One thing that I did notice that I've been going places where there's no service to retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know the places here in Alaska where there are not any service, where there's not service. And it feels like I get a little anxiety when I think about it. And then I'm like, mm, God, it's nice. Like nobody can get a hold of me or I don't have to think about, you know, I still think about the situation. But what triggered this conversation actually was Kanisha had made a comment. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put it out there. Kanisha had made a comment about uh I said, what's you know happening in your circles and stuff? And she had just mentioned I haven't really I don't know. It's been kind of quiet. And then how we use the excuse of, oh, it's summer. Like I hear it from people all the time. They're like, I don't know. It's so busy with summer. And I was like, what's different from summer and fall (laughs) and winter and spring? And then, you know what I mean? I think it's just literally a excuse that people have because I'm like, wait a sec, I'm not any busier during the summer than I am in the fall, winter and spring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think I get so stuck on that. And when Akanisha said that, you know, Brooke is not on today. She's sick and we're so sad. Um, 
<laughs> we miss you, Brooke. Um, but having that conversation and Brooke had just kind of said, you know, retreating when you need support and using it as an excuse, you know, using busy as being an excuse. And I think that so many women can relate to that. The retreating part, and it also goes really great with our friendship one is if you don't feel like you have that support yeah. to even reach out, like who do you reach out to, right? Like you've, mm-hmm. when you're going through something, cause you don't want to tell everybody what's going on, or you don't want to tell everybody your business because Oh God, this is actually a whole nother thing that just kind of like this little download of like, we get so scared to share things with people in fear of it getting back to that person when we're trying to look for, we're trying to talk to somebody in confidentiality of like, I just need someone to talk to about this situation, Uh, you know? And And that's happened to me several times. (laughs) It actually ruined a huge group friendship for me, confiding in someone and then the wrong thing that I didn't even say getting back to this group of folks. And like, I tried to repair that. And it, even though I had like proof that I didn't say these particular things, like it's breaks still, everything up. it breaks everything. It's not the same. No. Or when you do have like your current situation, Elizabeth, I've also been through something similar recently. And although we've made up, like it's still not the same. Like something Mm -hmm. is different. The only person I've ever fought with that's stuck by my side and it's still the same as my best friend from seventh grade. I don't know. We've gone through some stuff, but like my more recent relationships as an adult, my more recent friendships as an adult, if we've gone through something, I've noticed it's just way different after. I think that's why I secretly keep, probably not so secretly. I like, I mean, my circle is tight, 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 tight. I don't like Mm -hmm. Beyonce say, I ain't got no new friends. Like I, I don't have no new friends. <laughs> um, I ain't trying to make mm-hmm. no new friends. Yeah. The people that I hang out with, it's just that there's for us in this holy begotten instant, we have the communication that is necessary to know when enough is enough and when it's not. But in that same refrain, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling overwhelmed about something or if I'm feeling like something that I did was just too big to discuss, I will retreat. And like, part of me is like, girl, call your best friend. And it's like, no, this feels yeah. so stupid to call her with. Like, I'm not going to call her, you know, this would be like, real. and so then I'll sit with it in my head and I say, well, I'll just figure it out on my own. That's my favorite one. I'll figure it out on my own. I won't ask for mm. any help because this is so stupid. I should be able to figure it out on my own. I retreat for stuff like that. And part of mine is I feel like I have, and I've said this before, I have latchkey kid syndrome, post-traumatic latchkey mm. kid syndrome. I could not, it's not because yeah. my mom didn't love me. It's not because she was like, you know, F them kids, I'm just going to work. She had to work. So I had to be home. And because I had to be home, I couldn't call her if something was going on. It had to be like something was burning down. I was standing outside the house with the fire department. It mm. had to be really serious. And so that sets yeah. up the precedence of if it's not life-threatening, then you don't need to ask for help. Like anything else is just stupid. You can handle it on your own. And my husband and I recently, when we were in our therapy appointment, he was like, I get so frustrated that she waits until everything is burning and fire and brimstone. Mm. And then she asked for help. And so like, once we were able, like, he's like, oh, so that's why you do that. Like he had no clue as to, you know, the reason why I do that is not to be difficult. I I just feel like I should be able to, like, I'm smart enough to be able to handle certain things when in actuality being smart enough and, you know, needing help are two different things. 
So I'm learning how to, you know, go in and like, okay, if I need help, you know, now I'm starting to do these lists with my families. Okay. This is what I have going on this week. I need you to do this. And this is like so big for me. It's like where I'm farming out the work to my family. Like you need to do this. You need to do that. I'm not going to be your person. Like dad is going to be your person on Wednesday. You need to talk to your teachers on your own, like, you know, giving them more command and stepping back. So that has been my biggest win. Do you think that it's like a retreat or for me, I feel that it's more, is that just a different word for withdrawing or it's the same word on the border of retreating? Okay. 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 Retreating can be two different things. Like retreat is like you go on a retreat and like you're taking, but you're still going inward. Like you're taking care of yourself. Like it's, you know what I mean? So like when you retreat, like you're, you're not in your like everyone's like, are you alive? Like, are you okay? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like my best friend had a baby and I didn't hear from her for two days. But when she didn't hear from me for two days last week, she was texting my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm alive. <laughs> and so I texted her today and I was like, are you, are you alive? Do I need to text Ronnie? Like what's going on? And she was like, I'm sorry. So <laughs> she's cuddling yeah. that beautiful new baby. She is. <laughs> yeah. So what about for me outside of just like a withdrawal, I sort of get on the borderline sometimes of depression yes. and 100%. we don't talk about I think that's depression a right ton. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's kind of in that space where you're fighting with your brain. Like nobody cares about me, but mm-hmm. I need somebody to care mm-hmm. about me. But if I say something, nobody will care. And so it's just easier mm-hmm. for me to sit inside my head and go over this shit over and over again. Yeah, because it can be the anxiety side where your brain keeps going and going, but then like your feelings and your withdrawing, that is a symptom of depression. And you might be feeling a little bit of that, Elizabeth. Well, I'm sure I, but I, not, but, and also I'm so aware of it where it's like, when I do start retreating, I make an effort. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. what is like, what is actually true right now? Like what, what is true? And in the situation, like, like I said, I've racked my brain and like, I can't figure it out. And what I know to be true. And like my husband, I've, my husband said to me, he's like, you know, you can only keep your side of the tracks clean. Yep. And the, the thing that was interesting about this conversation was he, his, um, like business or his coach, his life coach, therapist, whatever coyote is, was telling him, I guess my husband was talking about a situation and he said, you know, Joel, you can only keep your side of the tracks clean. So my husband was like trying to be really supportive and offer me this advice of like, you can only keep your side clean. And it's like, that's really hard for me because like, this is where I think communication between people is so important. Like I get like, you need space and say that, yeah. like, why not just say, Hey, I'm feeling a certain way. You know, I need a little bit of time instead of like, we create so much unnecessary stuff for other people, not just ourselves. Right. Like, but other people, you know, I'm over here, like just going over and over and over every, every scenario. And I know everyone's like, well, what happened? I can't share the juicy details, (laughs) but yeah, it's so like what your husband is saying, that's some of the stuff I do too when I get in these modes is I do what I don't feel like doing, which is pump my mind up full of like positive stuff. And that question you ask yeah. yourself of, okay, what's really true? Like what, like really, mm-hmm. is that true? Like, do you know it to be true? Or is this something that you have, you know, created based on either not hearing something from a person or what have you? 
And then the piece in the friendship one that we did, you know, it's like a lot of people don't have those skills. Like we are almost like the A-team. Like, you know, we have been through a lot of therapy, all of us collectively, you know, we could probably eat with Brooke. We could probably start our own practice. Like, yeah. (laughs) so it's always baffling to me when people don't communicate. It's always, Mm -hmm. but then I have to realize and remember not everybody has the same toolbox I have yet. And so it really, like your husband says, keep my side of the tracks clean. If necessary, I'll keep communication open to a point. Hey, whenever you want to say something, pop back over, let's chat. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I try my best to move on because like most of us, I'll keep replaying it in my head because if I'm not hearing from you, the story I have created is absolutely fantabulous. It's like a whole movie. And like, I'm like imagining what I'm going to say to you. What are you going to say to me back? How I'm going to like, so I have to really take my mind off of that situation so I can be present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not easy. No, it's, and it takes so much work. And I think that as we're navigating through life, right? Women in general is learning to acknowledge that and understand that, like what, you know, what are your, like in the situation, you know, expressing triggers or things like that. Like, I think a lot of people, what I'm recognizing, the more that I go is they're not ready to hear it or they're not there yet. And it's easier to blame somebody else than to blame ourselves. You know, like Uh it's one of those things where you're like, well, it wasn't me. It was you. And this is what you did, but I'm not going to tell you and I'm going to make you guess. And I'm going to all of these things instead of being really honest with you and saying how I felt, you know? And I think that's a thing like in, when we get in this like retreat mode and I notice it at home too, like when Joel was gone um, before we came to Alaska, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I just don't, you know, I don't have any time to talk to anyone. Like I just, I don't have any time. But then I, when I actually think about it, I'm like, or was it easy for me to just plug through, take all of it on, Mm -hmm. not ask for help. But I will say I did ask Jen to make me some, a couple meals and she Mm. showed up for me. That was like my first, she is amazing. Mm -hmm. I hope Jen's listening. Um, I asked Mm -hmm. her to make like some easy stuff like chicken salad and tuna salad for me. And I was like, do we do this? And she was like, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. you know, like things like that. And I think that the more that I go to, like, I, I recognize me asking for help. I, I always feel like I'm burdening somebody. So it's easier to jump. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if I ask somebody, absolutely, I should be able to do this myself. If I go and I say, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I could, I need help with my kids. Right. And then I'm like, oh my God, I always ask them for help. I don't want a, I don't want people to take, feel taken advantage of. I don't want them to feel resentment towards me because I always ask them for help. I don't want, you know, like there's this whole list of things I go through and instead of actually asking for support and allowing them to say no, I just don't ask. And then when I do ask and they say no, I'm like, oh my God, like I don't have any, yeah. Like that's why I don't ask for help or It's just like an umpteen. And I think the thing is that, that I, that I've realized in myself is like, I have not had a village for so long because I have, I I have a village. So I, okay, I need to take that back. I have a village, but like, you know, my friends are dispersed all around. So it's not like I have Farmington where I have all of these women that are lumped into Farmington. (laughs) So when things happen, you know, like Katie, I know Katie would come and do something like she would drive from Royal Oak to, to help me. She just would. Lauren's always like, let me, you know, why do you not ask me? And I'm like, I don't want to inconvenience you. And then I'm worried yeah. because I have a boy 
and he's crazy and she has two really calm girls. I'm like, I don't want to inconvenience her. And I create that story. Yeah. I create that story that she can't or that she doesn't want to, like, she's only saying it because she loves me, but she doesn't really want to because her kids are calm and he's a boy. And so I create that story for myself and it's unfair to her. I do that same narrative too, because we've never had parents that were close to be able to help us. So I've always been like, well, I have to find like the perfect nanny, like, which we we're very lucky to find that we've have our like nanny that we use in the summer. And then she helps us during the school year. And now I've like, but she's lived so far away and I don't, she'll yeah. still drive the 45 minutes to come help us. But so now I was on this journey last week that I was like, you know, like I'm when I work and sometimes I have to travel, like I've been like, Matt's been going into work late instead of, um, like, so we can take the kids to school and things like that. I was like, we need someone that can come in the morning, like, yeah. and help. So I've been like on that journey. And I was like, you know, like trying to find somewhere close. I'm like, we need help. We need help. We need someone to come in the morning. That's gonna, that we can trust to drive the kids to the school. Perfect for a college kid. Like, and we live like close to college towns. So like, I was, I, I finally broke down. I was like, we need, we need help. <laughs> we can't do it all on our own. Right. Or we neglect our relationship. We just got back from Chicago today. Like, and we were there for the weekend. That was our first like date in like eight or 10 months. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So like, I need to start asking for more, <laughs> like even just like a date night, like, cause we don't want to inconvenience folks that we just don't. Like, I'm like, yeah. but I already used you all week to watch my kids. I don't want to watch, ask you to like go out of the way to have to watch, like watch them for a couple of hours too at night. Yeah. Like, so we can go do something. Yeah. Girl, those lunchtime dates can sometimes be the best. My husband and mm-hmm. I, when we can't, when we, you know, don't have the space to fit in like an evening one, mm-hmm. like going during lunchtime, like kids are in school and yeah now the kids are going back to school tomorrow yes so you know kids are in school and we do that even in the summer like my kids are old enough to know not to open the door and burn down my house like you know (laughs) we can go away for like an hour or two and then come back and everybody is just playing like you know zombies playing video games or doing something like that (laughs) but yeah finding those spaces and making you know asking for the help like that It's Mm -hmm. huge. I've had to learn to, you know, going back to the stories, is it true? Like, have they ever told me no? Mm -hmm. Or like, well, no, because you've never asked them. So what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, really nothing, because if they help me, great. If they don't, then I just keep looking. And so I've had to learn how to talk myself through these steps (laughs) of, oh my gosh, I really don't want to ask her to help me do this. Why? Because she's busy. Well, do you know? Like, it's this whole, do you know she's busy? No, I really don't. But, you know, the story I tell myself is that she's too busy to support me, right? Yeah. And sometimes you get a yes. And sometimes you get a girl, not right now. But it definitely strengthens my my muscles and lessens my people please resolve. Because part of my people please is I don't want to be the problem. I want to be the solution for everybody. And I want everybody to feel great and like I can help them and blah, blah, blah. But like one of the things I'm learning in my personal development journey, if you cannot receive, then are you really giving from a full heart? So I've been working more Mm -hmm. on receiving. And yeah. you know, showing gratitude in that, which is something new for me in this stage of my life. 
Yeah, I can relate to that. And I feel like I go through seasons where I receive. And then it's actually interesting. Like if you're into anyone's into astrology, like my actual journey here on earth is to learn to receive from others. Like I've Mm -hmm. always been the caregiver for everybody else. And it's really hard for me because like I said, like, you know, both my parents are deceased. My husband's parents do not help us. Like they really, they really don't. And so like having people that I can count on, especially when my husband was traveling for the last year, um, you know, like my friend Chelsea, she was great. She helped us, her family helped us, but it was like, I hated asking because I knew it was a lot, right? Because I have three kids and like, I know people feel this, the more kids that you have, the harder it is to ask for support. And it's easier for me to just retreat and like figure out like, okay, this is what I have to do. And I noticed it with this last when my husband was gone for three weeks, whereas prior I thought I did pretty, I was doing better, but it's so easy to fall back into those traps, you know, those, those cycles of like, oh, sorry, you know, I haven't reached out. I'm just really busy when really it's like, I think it's harder to hear someone say, no, they can't help you. And I think the hardest part for me is in full transparency is because I don't have that. Like, because I don't have my parents here because we don't have help. You know, I don't have family members or or brothers and sisters. And my husband doesn't have that, that help us that I would bend over backwards, even if it inconvenienced me to help a friend because I know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So like done that. I do that often actually. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely do that more than folks reciprocate, which is why I stopped doing it. Right. So (laughs) I need to do that. That's what my husband keeps saying. Every time I do it, he's like, from that space to Elizabeth was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how it feels to not have that support. Or I know exactly like there was one mom I was supporting because she was a single mom. And it's not that my mom was a single mom. It's just that, I mean, she kind of was, you know, the struggles my dad had and how she handled a lot of stuff. And so trying to figure out and both of them work and trying to find someone to watch two kids and, you know, asking people and always it's like I like I know how it feels. And I felt like here's my thing. I felt bad for the the older child because like I know how it feels to be like 13, 14. You got to watch your stinky little brother when you really want to go to the park or to the mall with your friends. But you have to carry around this kid that's like five or six. Like nobody wants to do that. So I like did it so the daughter could go off and have adventures and not, you know, cause her, his, her son and my son were like the same age. Um, mm-hmm. but it worked, but I was doing it from this space of, oh my God, let me do this. But in certain respects I was drowning. And then as I began to realize, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't like, I would really love to, but I can't. And that was so hard. The first time I said, it, I'm like, she's going to think I'm such a horrible person. Like I've been doing, it. and it's like, she was like, okay. And she just went to the, like the next thing. And it's like, oh, Saying no isn't that bad. It actually, you know, frees you up. (laughs) It does. And also it stops you from asking the next time. Yeah. You know, like I feel like there it's a double-edged sword, right? Like you ask and you're told no, and you're like, but I would do this for you. Like I always think to myself too, whenever my friends are like, oh, I can't go do something. I was like, why didn't you ask me? Like I would have taken your kids or I would have come over and watched your kids or, you know, our kids could have played together or whatever the case may be. 
And they're like, oh, I know you're so busy. And I'm just like, I hate when people say that to me. It's like, at least give me the opportunity. But on the other side of that, right, I know that when someone does say no to you, you're like, but I would do that for you. And that's a hard place to be in because like you said, there are people that have watched our kids and have said no, but I, I had to like, what is it? I had to essentially like, let my ego go and ask again. It's really an ego thing, right? Like it's yeah. our ego is like, why would you ask them? They're going to say no again. Like, why would you do that? They don't want to, they don't, you know, then you create a million stories in your head. Like your kids are inconvenient. Your kids are not good. You're, you know, like they don't want to watch them because of X, Y, and Z. Like you create all of these stories. Yeah, I've had to learn to go, okay, the people that I deal with are adults. If my kids are a problem, I trust that they will use their words and say, you know what? This mm-hmm. is just not for me because I've learned to do that. You know, you know, yeah. this is not for me. I had a girlfriend that had younger kids and I go when they're potty trained and they can make their own sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> Charmaine <laughs> is here, but until then I'm not doing nothing. I got to have a diaper. That's love. You mean it. That's yeah. it. I'm not the friend to ask. I'm, I'm not doing diapers. Yeah. Um, but I just trust that the people in my circle will use their words. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't assume. And I, I said, I don't assume anything. You have to tell me clearly and plainly. Yes, there are some times where I have to use my spidey senses and I go, yeah, this this feels off. Girl, do we have a problem? Is there something going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't want to do it. Shit, that's all you had to say. Like versus me asking you, I could have moved on. <laughs> and it lightens yeah. the mood because I think so. sometimes we as women feel like the response is always expected to be yes, one. And then mm-hmm. we're also kind of secretly expected to handle it all mm-hmm. and not necessarily ask for help because it's motherhood and we're moms and we got this. And it's like, hell, no, it's not. I don't. And I need help. And it's like this yeah. weird, I don't know what the word is, but it's this weird like purgatory, right? Where maybe not purgatory, where you need help, but don't ask. and you don't want to give help, like maybe in that holy instant, but you don't feel like you could say no because you understand how this mom feels. It is the weirdest mind ever. Yeah, why is it so hard? And and that's that's the thing that I think is difficult. And this is, I think, everything comes back to fucking communication. Yeah, yeah. like. It all comes back to that. Even if, you know, like, this is so interesting. I have friends that are so direct, like, no, it's like, okay, Okay. I hear you. I respect (laughs) that. And also, could you just like, like, this is where it's, it's like understanding friends, right? right? Where it's like, could you throw in an emoji? Could you just be like, Hey, no, I've got to go do this. Like, you don't owe me anything. And also like, gosh, it's just, it always, it's so hard for me. Like I respect people's boundaries and also (laughs) Like I'm over here, like cheering my friends on when they have boundaries. I'm like, yes, yes to your boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Like, can you just, I don't know, like in the, and maybe this is like really goes into the people pleasing or the, the piece of wanting people to like you or love you or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. It's like, you know, like I just, people's directness is sometimes so hard for me because like when people don't use punctuation, when they don't use emojis, when they just use like, literally it's like, no, thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> um, 
Okay. I did that recently because I'm just like, hmm. a lot of the times my brain is just like, boom, boom, black, white, that's it. And I had to go back yes. to the text and like add something lighter because I'm like, oh my God, I don't want her to, you know, I don't want this mom. Cause it, when I reread it, I'm like, Ooh, this is like, it could be taken so many ways. I said, so let me add yeah. something lighter to it. Um, even though via text message, like I'm the type of person, I take nothing personally via text because text is just so weird. And so you could tell me, you know yeah, what? you can't like read the emotion. I don't read the emotion yeah. at all. I just I read uh-huh. it and then I Same. if I don't understand, I keep asking questions. Same. Yeah, I keep because text is just weird. Like somebody could be voice texting, they could be driving, it could be anything. And so with texting, I've learned to get extra clarity. Give me a side of extra clarity. And then I started yeah. translating that into my life, like with my husband and even with mm-hmm. my kids. What do you mean by that? Okay, I hear you. So just to make sure I'm clear, and then I repeat back what I heard. Is this what you meant? Okay. All right. So then I know how to respond. Like, do I respond? Okay, well, F you too. Or girl, you know what? (laughs) Girl, we all been here. So it's like, I try to get clarity so I can make sure that I am not reacting, but that I'm appropriately responding to a situation. But that takes practice. It takes prayer. It takes meditation. It takes journaling. It takes shamans. It takes all types. Like it, it takes a lot. And you know, that's, that's the scary part for a lot of people is doing that work, right? You know, they feel Mm -hmm. like it's harder to do the work than it is to do the work. Like the amount of ease and the level of unbothered that you get to have when you're clear. Because when I'm clear about something, then I know, is it something that I need to be bothered about? Or is it something that I need to be unbothered about? Oh, okay. This is unbothered. Okay. Yeah. Bye. All right. Cool. And if I don't get clarity, I normally make it an unbotherable thing until you give me clarity. Like that's been, that's been the practice is that I have to have clarity because of how fast my life moves. I need as much clarity as humanly possible. I get that everything won't be perfect. Everything won't be in a straight line. Some things you only get clarity as you take action, but give me what you got so we can at least be going in the same trajectory. Well, and I think it's even being curious, right? Like you said, clarity is like the curious piece of like, well, why do you feel that way? Or, you know, is every, you know, like asking all those questions to fully understand it. And also if anybody, any of my friends listening right now, send me a text message like that, like that's just point blank, just don't even push send. Like just, just send me a voice memo because this is what I hate about text message. It's so, yeah. yeah. Unless you have an Android, they don't have voice memo, do they? Oh, really? No. I think you can voice no. memo to another Android, maybe, right? I think they I don't know how that I works. Don't wow. I don't know about that. Life. I, don't either. I don't know how to not work an iPhone, Charmaine. <laughs> I, I don't either. I think that, Me well, and the, and the thing is, too, like, an interesting piece to it is, like, you know, even I'll have people, I love the features that are voice memoing on, like, direct message for Instagram, because, like, you can really, like, share yourself with another person. And I feel like when, when people, you know what I mean? Like when somebody can hear the inflection in your voice and like, it's coming from a heart centered place and changes the vibration. I think it's, it does. And the thing that I think sucks as well is I just lost my train of thought. I just have this, like the village part, right? Like 
wanting so deeply to have that village, like to create that village, to do all of these things and not having it or like this is where it goes into the support and the retreating piece and like not being able to communicate that. Like when things happen, like I feel this certain way because of my past experience, even though I'm working on it and doing all of these things, it's just like this, this communication. I can't say it enough, like communication, clarity, and curiosity of like being really curious about how someone else is, why do you feel that way? Like, why would you think that I would think that? Like, what led mm-hmm. you to that and being curious about it? I don't know. I feel like no. I went off a, a tangent with the village part, but it was like a thought that popped into my head. You're good. No, um, something else I was thinking about from what we were talking about earlier a little bit that I was that came into my mind was, you know, that there's this emphasis on this generation that also doesn't, Um, And I understand this, like doesn't want their kids to be like watched or or sat by like a babysitter or anyone outside Mm. their family or things like that. Like no sleepovers, no like if we're doing a play date, we have to do it all together. I can't leave you anywhere like the extra clarity on this on the safety and things but I I get it because that's the type of work I do. So I work in child welfare. So for me, it's like do I need to run a background check on my friends before, <laughs> before, but I don't, I would never do that. No, but I know parents that are like that. I've met parents that are like that, that say no sleepovers, no leaving alone without outside of me, like doing a group date with friends, like a group play date or something like that. Like no mm-hmm. non-helicopter parenting, like anything like that, because you don't know what could happen in a certain situation. I get that. But here's the gag. (laughs) Here's the gag. What most of them don't get. Child misappropriation happens Mm -hmm. with people that you trust. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yes, statistics say it's... Statistically, it's not the weird mom you meet on the blacktop. Mm -mm. It's not not even the random sleepover. It is the family member who loves Mm -hmm. all the kids who is uncle touchy feely's naked puzzle basement like that (laughs) that is the real oswald pat Pat and oswald sorry but yeah (laughs) that a lot of that comes in when you're too much of a helicopter kind of a segue Mm -hmm. when you're too much of a helicopter this is what happened i have seen this happen that kid goes fucking buck wild in high school i mean they are (laughs) doing all the things all of them the drugs, the sex, the all, all of that. They're pregnant. trying it all. They're pregnant. Yep. All of it. Pre- yep. All of it. All the stuff that you were afraid of happening. It happens, but at a more like mm-hmm. rate. That was a segue. And I'm not judging nobody because I too have been a helicopter mom, but it's like, well, I can't, I don't feel like it no more. Like it, it was cute yeah. until I got exhausted. It's like, go play. Bye. I think that's where I did that a lot with our first kiddo. I feel like we were <laughs> like that. One. And the second one, we're like, meh, you can have McDonald's. Go play. <laughs> you know, yeah, go play. I actually kind of want to share something interesting because obviously I have a child in adulthood and I yeah. wasn't a helicopter parent. I was a 16 year old young girl. That's different. Yeah. I didn't even, you know, we kind of grew up together and I was Mm -hmm. not by any means of the imagination, a helicopter parent. And I will tell you that my daughter doesn't struggle with drugs. She didn't struggle with alcohol or feeling like she needed to go out and go buck wild. She didn't any of those things because 
I do. I, I understand what people say. And I under, I, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I hear people when they are that way. Mm-hmm. And also we cannot control what's going to happen. Period. Like, yep. you know, if, if I could go back, you know, like I couldn't control the death of my mom. I couldn't control my dad getting sick. I cannot control, like if something, yeah, if something did happen, would I have those thoughts? Would my ego be like, well, if you would have done this, if you would have done this, if you would have yeah. done this, would it happen? Oh, absolutely. But that's going to happen. Even if I was mm-hmm. a helicopter parent, it would have been, oh, if you, if you would have had tighter security mm-hmm. on your kid's phone, if you would have done this, I hear from people all the time. They're like, oh, I go through my child's phone. I do all this stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, um, okay. I hear you. And also let me tell you what happened to me because I was that good girl. Like people, I think, I think people always assume when they're like, Oh, you're a teen mom. And I was like, I graduated with honors. I had like great grades, everything. It was, I made a bad decision. I made a one bad choice because, of, because, and my mom didn't even know what I was doing. I skipped school for the very first time when all of my stuff went down, the very first time I was influenced, obviously by this boy. And I was like, God, I've never done anything like this. Like it was just so invigorating. And I, I still remember it. And I was like, I don't want my daughter to feel that like I have to, yeah. Mm. Did I want to talk to her parents just to make sure it was okay? Like, you know, what kind of parent are you? But, and also I know parents that check gun regular, you know, like, do you have guns in your home? Do you do all this stuff? And I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I agree with what you said so much, Charmaine, like we create, like, there's a flip side to that. Like, I do believe in keeping our children safe. And also like, there's a flip side to that and what happens. And I don't want the flip side because I was the flip side. And then I, Mm -hmm. I think because I didn't know any better, I didn't know any better. And you know what, what happens on the flip side, you're always like tugging at people's trying to get um, validation and because you never really got to experience life. Like you didn't know what it felt like to have sleepovers and do all these. Th- and, and my mom did let me have sleepovers, but she was like, you don't talk to boys on the phone until you're 16. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, so mm. because she did that, right. Like boys would call the house and they pretend like they were girls. She's like, I know you're not a boy <laughs> a girl. And then like, Oh my God. She's like, you're grounded all summer. You know, oh, it's just like, okay. so yeah. yeah, it was just like, like so severe, like extra. Yeah. yeah. And I think to myself, like, what led you to that? Yeah. But that plate, all of that, like what I really want the ladies that are listening to understand all of these, like, even though it seems like the stuff we're talking about is like, it might be totally irrelevant. It's totally relevant because all of these, that's what they're called. Canon events. I learned this from my son and watching Star Wars and stuff. It's canon events, right? <laughs> it's these different events and things that happen in your life during your most formative years. Like, even though we're adults longer than we're kids, those years where our brains are forming and we're figuring out who we are, those are the times where it sets us up for as adult women to not want to ask for help, to retreat, to be the good girl, right? Be the good girls don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. I used to get that one. Good girls don't need, you know, smart girls don't need help. And I know they meant well, but now like as an adult, I want to say, shut the fuck up. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. But that was their mechanism because when you're the kid that doesn't need a lot of hands-on stuff, you're often pushed to the back burner, right? Because if you're not the kid that's like bouncing off the walls and like setting fires in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. oh, you're a good girl. You don't need any help. Oh, or, you know, you don't, you're smart. You can do that on your own. And so when that's been your message in your formative years, 
when you become a grown ass adult woman and you are like two seconds from burning out and leaving your husband and kids and just Mm -hmm. like blowing the country, it's not something that just started, babe. It is something that... Oh, it's something that life mm-hmm. has been preparing you for since yeah. you were kids. <laughs> you know, my husband and I talked about that over the weekend because my oldest son was like, how old were you when you got married? And I was like, 19, don't do it. And I was like, no, that's like way too young. Like it, I it think is. back about that. And I'm like, and I was talking to my husband about that. Like, cause I was like, I had a conversation with Victor. He asked like how old we were. And I was like, way too young. Don't do it. Yeah. And he's like, but we didn't have... <laughs> Like, I feel like I said, and I I say this in my book, too, that, like, I was escaping a situation, almost. Like, so I was like, oh, let's get married and move away across the country, which we did. I'll take you. Let's go. I mean, we've been married for 15 years, but... Hell no, I wouldn't get married when I was 19 again. I think about that. Like, I was yeah. like, I don't know if I would have married you. <laughs> like, I probably would have gave it, like, more time like the little searching around I say that like because it's true I'm I'm like I'll be 30 yeah I'll be 35 this week and I'm like whoa I I I don't know anything else and that's curiosity sometimes right like I was so I was a baby you were Mm -hmm. yeah the one thing my husband and I talk about a lot is we had our daughter, I was pregnant before we got married. So we didn't really have that time that I feel like every marriage needs, which is mm-hmm. to build that foundation so you can know how to handle some shit and see how each other works. It was just like, oh, let's have a baby. And then it's like, okay, I love you. You love me. Yeah, I love you too. And then getting married and mm-hmm. expecting it like the vision of marriage that I had in my head mm. is nothing. Like it actually is. And that's not a bad thing. It's just Mm -hmm. that because I don't know about you, but I didn't have a hella healthy like view of like relationships. Same either. Healthy at all. Yeah. And so Mm -mm. we were both clueless, like Mm -hmm. as to what was going on. And it took us reaching a breaking point and going, okay, let's throw out everything that we think we know about love, marriage, and relationships, and what do we want it to look like? Like all of this is about using your voice and getting really clear about what you want things to look like, even when you're retreating. It's like Elizabeth was saying earlier, you know, is this really true? You know, getting down Mm -hmm. and getting clear about what's really going on. Okay. Is this really true? Or is there somebody I need to go communicate with? And if they're not communicating with me, then how can I move forward? Because it's really hard sometimes to move forward when you're asking for clarity. So you can fucking move forward, but then Mm -hmm. the other person is still in their feelings. So they're not, they're not, you know, participating actively in the process. So how do you move forward? With your own process. Because like you said, Elizabeth, your husband's like, you got to keep your own side of the tracks clean. Okay, so how do I get the carnage off of my side of the tracks so I can still leave space open if I choose to, but go back to engaging in life, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel. Like when he said that, I was like, I hear you, babe. And also like, it's so much different for women. Like it's not, you know, like it's, and it's something that I really, really think about a lot is 
you know, the difference between even like the gossip piece and like we talked about it on the friendship thing about having that person to confide in. And also what happens is what I'm, what I'm experiencing right now is when you realize, or you have that person, right. And it's this, like, you think, oh my God, they're going to be my friend forever. And then something happens and you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And this completely changes everything. And what I thought to be true is not true. You know what I mean? And so there's that piece Mm -hmm. of that. And like, I think that's a thing, you know, kind of, I feel like friendship is such a big thing tied into this along with marriage is, you know, I think as women, we all seek that is like, we're not trying to gossip about this person. We need someone to communicate with. We need someone to talk to somebody that's going to listen. Like, yeah, my spouse is a great listener, but like, obviously his, well, babe, you can only keep your side clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And it's like to be able to come at it with a different perspective, like, you know, I will say one thing, you know, a friend said to me, she was like, you know, what's interesting is they've created a whole different story on their side. Oh yeah. Like, you know, when you're having a disagreement with a friend or Mm. another person, Mm -hmm. like their story is completely different. Yeah. Same. So it's like, why can't we yeah. have that conversation so and talk you, about everyone can get straightened out yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Instead, we're talking to everybody and their brother about mm-hmm. the situation because we're so devastated about it, you know, or the person or whomever, mm-hmm. if they choose are speaking about it instead of like, we could stop it right here. And this is yeah. how I feel. This is how you feel. And I think that, you know, this, like, it's so interesting when these things happen and I can see why women struggle so much is it triggers the Mm -hmm. past. The past is now brought back up and then you find yourself in old patterns of, I can't count on anyone. I'm not, I'm, I'm checking out. I'm just Mm going to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. I got this. I got me. Well, let me retreat and watch four seasons of Virgin River. Yeah. And wonder what the fuck yeah. I did with my time yeah. and then feel guilty and then go down the cycle of like, I'm unproductive. <laughs> I'm, I'm a horrible human. I just watched four seasons of Virgin River and I'm all this love and friendship and mm-hmm. yeah, and community and all of these things that you deeply desire. And then you're in this other place. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you yeah. know, you have to give yourself grace for that though. Mm. Yeah. I think too much emphasis is put on not being productive, right? Like it's this horrible thing. Hell, when I'm not productive, when I am binge watching sometimes, I will get the most awesome idea for either that in the shower, right? In the shower. (laughs) The shower is the best idea. I think too much emphasis is placed (laughs) on being productive. And that Mm -hmm. when you're going through something that major, whether it be a marriage, a friendship, like any type of relationship where dynamics have like drastically shifted, giving yourself the permission to check the fuck out mm. for whatever length of time you feel needed. My personal is 24 to 48 hours. And then it's like, okay, now sis, you need a solution. You, okay. You've wallowed, yeah. you've cried. That is my timing. Yours may be longer or shorter depending on who you are, but giving myself that grace to either grieve a lost friendship or to just like, let it be. If it's something that I say I want to preserve, then I can't force somebody else to communicate with me. And so I have to make this decision on, okay, well, how do I want this to go? And Mm -hmm. I have to really focus inwardly on me. And if they come back, fabulous. If they don't, I love you. It's been real. 
And it's hard to let that go, but you, you know, and it mm. takes time because like I, I have these things where I'll replay it in my head and it's like, no, this is not where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece I use too is therapy when I need oh, to yeah. like flesh something out um, because of the relationship I have built with my therapist. Like she kind of knows who most of my, my friends are and like what's going on Same. and having that third party unobjective or objective. An objective. Not yeah. Unobjective. Yeah. Unobjective not, view. Not objective. Mm-mm. Yeah. Is it subject? You know, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> be. <laughs> but to have that viewpoint that's taking me out of my head and helping me to see a different perspective and get back on track to what I say I wanted to create. But I had to, and I'm still actively working on not beating myself up for not being productive because hustle Ooh, culture. Yeah. And all these bro marketers will have you thinking that if every second of why they own a yacht and and Lamborghinis, making you think that if every second of your life and business is not grinding on something that you're losing, it's like Gary Vee don't even run his own shit. So why am I going to listen to you Mm -hmm. about hustle and grinding when you got a full staff? Please tell me how make this work out. So you, you have to figure out what that is for you and you have to be the best word is okay with it with the resolve that you choose to do. And that's not easy. I ain't saying be okay. And you forgetting it's like, boom, I can move on. No, it'll take time. It it takes Mm -hmm. time and giving yourself Mm -hmm. that grace to feel great one day. And then like wallow then like, if you need like something triggers you and it's like, shit, I'm crying again. Like, oh my God, I really missed like this. Giving yourself the space for that. It's just too much emphasis placed on like moving on and being productive and, you know, being unfuckable with and not letting anything bother. That's a trauma response too. not letting anything yeah. bother you. I feel like yeah. I've been in this, this space lately too, where, yeah, I've like, I've had fun over the weekend. I have some big changes happening, but I still like feel off and I can't put a pin in it on why. Like, I don't know why. I just feel like, meh. I don't like Kenisha, you should be so happy. You have some amazing things going on. You mm. like that you get to talk about soon and like some like you just went to Chicago for the weekend. You just, you know, your kids like your family's doing awesome, things like that. But I still feel like every night I just wanna sit in my office and not talk to anyone and just like do me for a minute and just but I don't like I feel like off just feel off. And I don't know why, just like off. For me, that's the signs of early burnout. That's what that Mm -hmm. sounds like to me. I know. I was just going to say, I feel like this is a whole conversation because. Oh yeah. I think this is, yeah. Like what you said, Kanisha, I think this is like, we could literally have a whole Mm -hmm. conversation on this because I feel that like, and you're just like, I don't, I have a great life. I don't know what's going on. Like what's, you know, what things are in my life right now affecting me from feeling like my best. And so as I hear you say that, like some of the things that I notice in myself when I start that is like, I'm not pouring into myself, you know, like it is so interesting. Yesterday I did yep. watch, it was pouring mm-hmm. rain here. So I watched like the fourth season of Virgin River. If you know me, I do not watch TV. Like mm. I read books. I am outside. I'm doing something for my businesses. Like I just don't read. I don't watch TV. And so it was like raining here, like maybe three weeks ago. And I was like, God, what else am I going to do? Cause it was like downpouring. And mm-hmm. so I started watching one episode of Virgin river, then the se- or second. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a trap. Like this is mm-hmm. a trap. Oh, I I'm, a binger. Stuck in this. I'm a binger. Yeah. I'll watch a whole season in a day. 
But I think, yeah. I think sleep has a huge piece to do it with it because I notice I'm more emotional. I'm less like, I don't feel like myself because I binge watched like a bunch of episodes until like three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. Cause I was like, Oh, just one more, just one more, <laughs> just one more. And then I was like, and then I still had to be up early. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I feel so off. I don't even feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Every situation is getting to me. Everything that's happening to me. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to go completely inwards. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just this, like this constant cycle of turning, turning yourself, retreating back inwards when things aren't going good and not reaching out to people. Like what you just said, even something you said, Charmaine, about the therapist, I think that's a therapist or a mentor. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, yeah. it, you could have a, I will say I have a mentor and she's amazing. She can, she knows my friends at this point. She can give me, you know, great advice from a different perspective. It's also something I hope I do for my one-to-one clients because I like know who they're talking about, but I don't know them personally yeah. right. and being able to give them that perspective. But I, th- I also think it's so hard. Like it's, you know, that the therapy, especially if you don't have good insurance, like I hear this from people yeah. all the time. If you don't have good insurance, it's so expensive and it's very, you know, like, so how do you, how can, and, and I think a big thing with this is what I want to offer women is if you're finding yourself in this space where you're retreating and not asking for support, or you feel like you don't have that, what, what can we offer them or offer you in this moment? Mm-hmm if you're experiencing it. And I love how you said, Charmaine, you know, therapy or getting a therapist or like even a mentor or, you know, yeah, it does suck. Like not having, you know, and I know there are a lot of women like this that don't have that one friend that they can just, I know you Mm -hmm. call it a vault friend, but having like your vault friend, Charmaine, to be able to share things with, or, you know, I think the other thing that women get really, we get comfortable. Like I'm an overshare. Like if I meet someone, like I'm going deep, like we're, we're, we're not surface leveling here. Like we're, we're going deep. We're getting to know each other real quick. We're going to get to know each other really quick. And then Mm -hmm. I find myself like, oh my God, I share too much. You know, like, what is that? Like the, the sharing overhangover. I used to. Now I'm just like, well, they either like me or they don't like, this is my baggage. This is my life, you know? But I think a lot of women, especially in motherhood, struggle with that still to this, like, it's still a big thing. And so I think something that we can offer too, is we have 17 support groups with Detroit mom that we can link to. Yeah, we have have community groups. We have, you know, it's actually Mm -hmm. interesting. We're actually getting ready to, we're in the talks of starting a support group for anxious moms, Mm -hmm. like having something, you know, I don't experience, I don't have that. Yeah. And it's someone who isn't, who Mm -hmm. is an anxious mom and Mm -hmm. just feels like she doesn't have the space. And then the anxious moms aren't going to places to meet other moms or other anxious moms. And like, how can we create that space for them? You know, and I think virtual, the one thing I, yes, does everyone love to get together, but I feel like virtual allows for so much more inclusivity, you know, for the people that can't get out or the, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of pieces. I hopefully people took away from this and also see us as totally normal human beings that are experiencing some really hard shit all the time. I feel like one of us is, I wish Brooke was on here because she was saying she just experienced us this week was she had a lot. It was a really, really rough week and mm-hmm. she found herself retreating instead of asking for support. It was easier to do that and oh, yeah. say, oh, that person's too busy to help me then ask for the support that she needed in any capacity. And I think 
what I hear from a lot of women too, is they don't actually have that support. Yeah. And then it moves into a whole nother discussion of like how to put yourself out there. You know, I've been in Alaska. I've met so many people, but Alaska is so different. Like they're so community driven. Like somebody stopped on the side of the road. You have five people pulling over to help. It's not, it's a very much a we and a community based and an I society. Like here, like this is what I've noticed is they're stopping to hold a door. They're smiling at you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so, you know, it's just so different. And I think I found myself really asking myself that question. It's like, when I come home, what do I want Detroit mom or my businesses to be? Because it's easy to lose sight of that. So I know that's kind Mm -hmm. of off, but I do think this, I think that we could probably have so much, we could talk so much more on this topic about retreating and maybe it's something we could, because I feel like it also has a lot to do with friendship, support system, partnership, marriage, like all of these different things. So what does that get to look like? And how can we, you know, for you, our community really show up for you and support you as you navigate this and, and hopefully, you know, help you find those people or that support system. Because I think I noticed it the most when my mom died, how much I needed it before I would have just probably burned myself out and run myself into the ground. And then, you know, as I lost my parents, recognizing, A, I can't control anything in my life, it feels like, because those situations, but I can't control certain things, right, obviously, but, um, and then I need a support system, and I need to rely on other people, and it's still really hard, because I think there's that fear of rejection, the constant fear of rejection, Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think, did you guys have anything you want to add? No, this is a lot to unpack, you know? Yeah. Like we say, pretty much every episode is about getting clear. Always. It is. Communication. I feel like every episode we have, it's like communication. Like I cannot express this enough. Communication. And this is the thing. Even if communication hurts, still communicate because we all deserve clarity. We all deserve, you know, I know it's not always easy to have closure, but we deserve that peace. Like to, I think that we... I don't know if deserving or whatever is the right word, but that piece of communication and clarity, like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it, right? It really is. It really is. So, uh, Kanisha, did you have anything you want to add before we? I would say just take care of yourself and sending you so much love, Elizabeth, because I know that you're going through like some hard times right now. and, And I know like I'm not necessarily right now, but I've been there. Like I've been there, but for anyone out there listening to just, just take some time for yourself or try to try to take a little bit of time. And if you notice, you know, that you're feeling off, it's okay to talk about it. If you notice that, you know, that you might not feel like your same self, it's okay to talk about it, you know? And like you said, it's okay to have that communication about the hard things that we're going through. Like, Mm I think it ties back to our suffering and silence episode, you know, that we did recently. Um, if if we're suffering in silence and not able to talk about things, like I've had so many women reach out to me since the episode and just were like, thank you for talking about it and not mm. making it taboo because like we didn't have anyone to talk to about that. Mm. So just, oh my just, God, I love that. It's okay to feel down. Yeah. It's okay to, um, even if it's reaching out to one of us, 
like for a little bit of support like we might not be on all the time because we're human but you can still send me a message and I'll, I'll be honest if I can um, give you a day to support you <laughs> or I can be it right now, but I will. <laughs> and I think we all have a plethora of resources in which if mm-hmm. I'm not your support person, then I can at mm-hmm. least guide you in a direction of where you can possibly mm-hmm. find that support that you're looking for. And yeah. Um, if you come at it from that space and you will be like, oh my gosh, she doesn't want to talk to me. You don't know if I want to talk to you or not unless you shoot me a DM. So I don't know. So you won't know. Mm-hmm. And so not mm-hmm. getting the support that you need is not going to help you or your family or the world see your best you. Yeah. So may, definitely do that. And in our show notes too, are all our private Instagram handles. And then I also want to say like, I'll put in the show notes, like our, we have a guide to therapists on Detroit mom. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so good. So if you're looking yeah. for somebody to speak to, or, you know, again, like reach out to one of us and we can support you. If there's, you know, something personal that, you know, we've walked through that we can help support you in, or we can, we have the resources to guide you in the direction that you need to go. And just like letting you know, like, I I feel like all of us are going through something at some point or all the time, right? Like it's easy to be like, you wake up one morning and your life is completely different or somebody has an issue with you or you're, you hate your job or something like that. Like that stuff is noteworthy. And it's, it's something that you get to talk about and discuss and share and we want to hear it. And that's why we created this. So we can have this open dialogue with all of you and yep. to make sure that we're sharing from a place of like, yeah, I'm going through some stuff right now. It sucks. It really sucks. I wish I could tell you more, but to protect the privacy of this other person, I'm not going to, but it still sucks. And I know that so many women are going through it because we see it in our DMs or I hear it or I see it in we have you guys fill out forms and I see it in there. And I see that, you know, if you haven't had an issue in friendship or your marriage, you are a damn unicorn. And I would like to speak to you. (laughs) I would like you to DM us. Right. And I would like to talk to you because I I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what your secrets are. I need, I need to know your secrets. I need to know what what you slipping in people food. Like what's going on? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because, you know, in, in any, any partnership or anything. So, oh gosh, I just realized I was like, we are so, this, this episode, you guys, I hope if you made it it's to the end, be a great one though. Thank you, thank you for making it to the end. <laughs> um, if you didn't, you're not even going to hear this, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I do think that we talked about a lot of different things in mm-hmm. here too, that could be different episodes, you know, like what Kanisha was talking about and waking up and not knowing what's wrong. I feel that. I think there's a lot to say about that. So I think we will wrap this up and let you guys go. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being on here and listening. And we just really appreciate it. So if you get an opportunity, please review. If you've listened to our podcast, listen to an episode and review it and share it with us. DM us, reach out to us. We are here to support you again. Thank you so much for being here another week. We're so glad you're here. Bye.